Hey, you guys, and welcome back. We are continuing the Unpacking the Mother Wound series this week. And today we're just going to get into my personal experience with the mother wound. But before we get into it, I just want to let you guys know that after today's episode, the next episode coming up, we're going to switch things up and speak on a different topic just to keep things light and fresh because I do want to consider my other listeners whom this mother womb may not apply to, or maybe they're just not interested in a topic, which is totally fine. Okay. And, but for those of you that participate in the group coaching session, I will be in communication with you guys and keep you guys in the loop of what we're going to do to come. Now, I just want to let you guys know that it's not too late to sign up for the group coaching in regards to the Unpacking the Mother Womb series. Again, if you don't know, for the full year of 2024, I'm offering free life coaching. And you can go back to the first episode to this Unpacking the Mother Wound series to find out more about how I'm going to do that. I might put like a post, a blog post or something on my website to elaborate more on that uh, for those of you. So that way people don't have to keep going back to a different episode. But, but yeah, the only change that was made was uh, previously I had stated that for the group coaching sessions, we were going to do a private Instagram live, and that has been switched to a private conference meeting, similar to Zoom and Google Meet, but on a different platform. And we had a good turnout. Um, some, A few people showed up, and it was so amazing, you guys, so amazing. And so it's not too late. We didn't dwell into the workbook yet because... All of us were just getting to know each other and express our feelings and our, we shared our stories. It was just, it was great support, you guys. So I, I highly recommend that if you are someone who has experienced this mother wound, you're suffering from the mother wound, it is not too late. Please sign up for it. We have not started a workbook yet, okay? All right. Okay, so just to recap, last week we spoke on seeing the woman first because as I stated previously, I truly believe that the only way to truly understand this mother wound and to move towards forgiveness and have a degree of clarity and insight, we have to see the woman first in our mothers because they were women before they came became mothers. They lived a whole life. So there was a lot that happened to them, experiences, experiences that they had that has affected them. And hence that has is what has led to this mother wound coming into fruition and being passed down from generation to generation. Okay. All right. So how the mother wound affected me is you know, let, let me start off by saying this. My mom and I have had a relationship like many of us have a relationship with our moms. It just wasn't always healthy. And the reason why I wanted to bring that out is because it wasn't all bad. You know, we did have some good moments, but it, it wasn't all good either. Hence, as I mentioned in the previous episode, my mom has had many sufferings in her childhood and in her youth that has traveled with her. 
And she, I don't believe she has resolved a lot of those, those issues. She may have now, and she may be working on it. We have not spoken to each other for quite some time. And there again, it's, it's due to this mother wound and how it has impacted me. And it just impacted me so much emotionally. I didn't want to, nor could I continue to subject myself to the type of pain that she was, whether consciously or unconsciously imposing on me. And I definitely did not want to transfer that pain onto my daughter. So through a lot of prayer, I was led to, well, I wasn't even led. Something happened that put a break in this uh, relationship. And I believe it's temporary for, and it was necessary and for me to work on me and to get better and to, to heal, which I have. And so hence, that's why I'm able to share this with you. And just like this mother wound topic, I'm, I'm passionate about all the topics I speak on and I don't speak on topics I'm not familiar with simply because I don't want to just give you guys an educational perspective. I also want to give you guys a personal perspective on it as well to say, hey, I see you. I can relate to you. Okay. All right. So now with that being said, I know I can go on a little bit, but yeah, the, how the mother wound was manifested in me is my mom. She, she didn't accept me for who I am. She constantly criticized me. She constantly judged certain things about me. She, she really did nitpick me. And to elaborate, I could say certain phrases, I could say certain words a certain way, and she was always correcting me, always correct. Don't say it like this. Say it like that. Don't say that. Say something else. And she criticized my hair. She criticized my weight, my looks. It was just several different things, certain decisions that I made, okay? And she, I felt like I just wasn't good enough. And I felt like, man, I'm danged if I do. And I'm danged if I don't. And it felt like no matter what changes I tried to implement, it still wasn't good enough for her. And it didn't match up to whatever ideal she had of me that she felt like I should be. And so I never fit this picture. I don't know what type of image she had of me. I don't know what she truly wanted out of me that was never made clear or conveyed to me. But I just know I I couldn't please her. I just could not please her with anything. And so it was so challenging and it definitely made me feel inadequate. It made me feel like I wasn't approved by her. I wasn't accepted by her. I definitely definitely felt unloved and I didn't feel valued. So it left me with a lot of emotional scars. Okay, now I'll get into how it actually affected me. Also, she a lot of my mom's treatment towards me was very similar to how her mother treated her. And I can say that simply not not only based on some things that I saw, because I didn't see a whole lot, but more so on the things that she conveyed to me because my mom did uh, 
it's what I call emotional dumping. She did express a lot of the things that affected her in her own relationship with her mom. And there were times where I told my mom, Mom, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to upset you. But, and I, you know, I hear you, but what you're telling me and how how Moni makes you feel and the things she's doing to you, that's how you make me feel. And you do those same things to me. And my mom will go zero to 100 real quick. She would get real irate and her facial expression would change. And oh my gosh, my mom could give you looks that would make you feel like she, she was doing all kinds of things to you. You know, it's like doing some serious damage to you. But she didn't want to hear of it. She was just like, this, you know, she, did you go through this? This is my life. And again, it's like I expressed in my previous episode, pain is pain. And I may not have had the exact experience that you had to trigger that feeling or emotion, but I definitely had an experience that triggered that same feeling or emotion, you know, um, we don't all have to necessarily have the same exact experiences to experience the same feelings and emotions, all right? And so it was very challenging for me to convey how I felt to my mom, for me to explain to her how she was passing on the same treatment towards me. She just wouldn't see it, couldn't see it, didn't want to want to see it. It was all of those things. And she definitely did a pain comparison. You know, she felt like because my life turned out better than hers, then what did I really have to complain about? But hence, it was that same mindset that her mother had passed on to her, okay? All right. And so... There were even times, one of the, well, the, one of the biggest things that really affected me was my mom bringing up my past to me. And I spoke on this on one of my other previous uh, podcasts about letting go of your past. And because of that, it really affected me. It affected my view of myself and it affected when something affects your view of yourself, it affects your decisions, it affects what you allow and you disallow. And so if you don't feel valued, if you don't feel loved, and you are constantly having your past thrown up to you as if this is who you are, this is who you'll ever be, then that shows up in so many aspects of your life. And you find yourself spiraling down this path of more dysfunction, of more, um, of, of unhealthy behavior. And you find yourself in situations where you accept unacceptable behavior because you feel like, well, maybe this is how I'm supposed to be treated because this is, 
I guess this is all my worth. You know, this is this is where my worth lies. And it's it's emotional, it's mental, it all affects your view of self, hence it affects again what you allow or disallow in your life and in your treatment towards you. So I hope that made sense. I was really trying to convey that the best way. All right. And so something else is um, my mom made me feel like in her treatment towards me and her treatment towards me made me feel like I was less than. And I'll explain this. So I have a sibling. I have a brother. And I don't talk about him much, but we were treated very differently. And it wasn't just because it was cultural, because in Asian community, boys are much more favored than girls are, but it was also societal. So, I mean, it was like, I did not stand a chance, but I felt like I was less than my brother because of the unfair treatment that was displayed towards uh, displayed towards us, all right? And I'll just give you guys an example and this was one that carried on with me for years. Like it really really hurt me. But I remember when we were I was in middle school and my brother was in high school and my brother got in a fight at school and he got expelled. Now, didn't get any form of punishment, didn't get a spanking, nothing, barely got a verbal lashing. Okay. Now, my mom has him write this letter of apology and she gives it to me to give to the principal the next day. And I get to school, you guys, and this is just honest. I, once I got to school and I saw my friends and I was in that environment, it completely slipped my mind. It really did. And so I get home and I don't even get my body through the threshold good enough. And I'm confronted by my mom and she's like, did you give the principal the letter? And I'm like, oh man, mom, I'm so sorry. I forgot. And I'll never forget. She begins hitting me on my body and she even slapped me on my face. And... Healing really is an ongoing journey, y'all. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. But anywho, um, I was crushed. I was really crushed. And I remember I went upstairs to my room and I was just thinking to myself, I just hate being here. And I really hated being alive. I hated that. I was like, why am I even here? Why am I even here? But um, 
you know, I'm, I'm glad I am here, you know, but, and I have definitely found purpose in my pain, but yeah, so that's how that affected me. And that's how that triggered one of the things that heightened that feeling of me feeling less than, all right. And that's what also aided in me spiraling down this very unhealthy, very dysfunctional path that I was on, all right? And I know, let me just say this, because I've heard some people say this, oh, and not just towards me, when I hear other people talking about their painful experiences that happen when they're a child. Some people are like, oh, well, that happened when you were a child. You should be over that by now. No, 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 no. Pain is pain and trauma is trauma. And if you have not taken the time to address those emotional wounds and put in the work to heal and continue to utilize the tools and the skills to keep yourself thriving and healing, no, it continues to affect you and it continues to come to surface. And then you find yourself uh, wrestling with it, okay? And I just really want to bring that out because I truly believe to those of you who are listening and really don't understand this mother wound or don't understand other people's pain point, It's so, I feel like we could be so much better as human beings if we took the time to show some more compassion and really take the time to ask probing questions for us to understand people's pain. Well, why do you say that? What made you feel like that? What brought up those feelings? Why do you still feel like, feel like that? What do you feel like you're missing? What do you feel like you need in order for you to get better? That's part of friendship. That's part of relationships. And I truly believe, and I know I just, this is a quick side note, okay? I truly believe so many people suffer in silence because there are people out there that really make people feel unheard. And it takes a lot for someone to be vulnerable and to be transparent and to trust you enough to say, okay, hey, let me open up a little bit to this person. And then when they open up to you and you don't even try to dwell deeper to see what's at the root of their pain, to just get to know them a little bit more and just gain a little bit more clarity and insight and understanding, that will make someone shut down again. And so hence, a lot of people don't get the help that they need. They don't heal because the times that they have opened up they didn't get the response that they should have gotten. All right. All right. I just really want, okay. Just wanted to say that real quick. Okay. Something else uh, that um, 
caused this mother wound in my life was my mom not taking accountability for her actions and her treatment towards me. When I would bring it to her attention, she could manipulate things and she would victimize herself. And she had this way of making me feel like I was a bad person. I had done or said something wrong and it would just get flipped back onto me. And I'm telling you, you guys, my mom is not one to apologize. I could say maybe three times I can count on my hand that I've heard her apologize, but she's not one to in my experience with her to take accountability and to apologize, she would get very defensive. And I was never attacking her, which many of us were not attacking our mothers. We're just simply saying, hey, this is what has hurt me. This is what has affected me. And it's really seeking them because there are moms is seeking their love, that their love to right their wrong. And to hopefully hear out of them, hey, I'm sorry, baby, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. I didn't, I I didn't think about my behavior, my treatment towards you. I'm I'm sorry that you know that came out of me. I'm sorry that that's how you took it. That's not at all what I would want. You know, I love you. That's all we're simply seeking to hear. And so when the situation is reversed and we come out feeling like we've done something wrong, we feel at blame and we feel shamed and we feel guilty. And then it sends all these mixed signals and confusion. And then we, we find ourselves in this mental and emotional rut, like what the heck just happened? You know, am I at fault? Did I do something wrong? So it just causes so much confusion, but yeah, there were definitely several times that I walked away feeling that way. And then I found myself always reaching out to her and saying, Mom, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't come. I didn't, I wasn't trying to make you feel that way. I wasn't trying to upset you. I didn't want for you this reaction out of you. And only to find myself as square one again and many of y'all as well. And hence, it's like... Nothing gets resolved that way. It doesn't. Okay. And um, a lot of times my mom could not express her feelings or her emotions in a calm way. She would get very irate. Like I said, she could give you looks, looks that kill. That's the best way I can put it, okay? And her voice would raise up and it would it would go nowhere. And it's like at that point, whatever gets said goes over their head. When they start getting irate and talking over you, and it's really to shut you down. And because they just, whatever you're conveying to them is making them feel very uncomfortable. And if they're not ready to deal with it, they're only, the only thing they really know how to do is to shut it down, to shut you down, so to speak. So that's why they speak loud and that's why they get angry and they get irate and they start pointing fingers and reversing this whole thing because whatever you are trying to express to them in regards to your pain, 
it's making them very uncomfortable. And until someone is willing to face that there is a need for change within them, you're not going to have the results that you hope to have when you confront them, okay? Okay, so yeah, that's just some of the ways that the mother wound, uh, uh, that the mother wound was transferred onto me. Now, how the mother wound manifested itself in my life is I, it manifested itself in my behavior, my decision and my relationships. And so I, I was extremely insecure. I had low self-worth. I did not have a healthy view of myself. And so hence, I found myself in very unhealthy relationships and I found myself tolerating and accepting very unacceptable treatment and behavior that should not be tolerated. And I found myself in myself in relationships that were abusive, whether that was emotionally, physically, mentally, verbally. I was in a relationship one time with a guy that called me every name but the child of God. And, you know, it then by not knowing my worth and, ex, you know, being on that path of accepting unacceptable behavior, when I finally got to the point where I was tired of being mistreated, I was tired of being abused, then I went on this rampant of, oh, I'm going to get you before you get me. I'm going to shut you down. You're not going to, oh, no. And I used to, I, I still have the same fair exchange ain't no robbery. Okay. You, you get what you get, have a fit. And so I never forget that guy that I was in that relationship with that called me every name under the sun, but a child of God. I'll never get, we were in a car and he went in on a rampant and start calling me out my name. And when I tell you guys, I gave him a taste of his own medicine. That fool looked at me like he was looking at a horror flick and good. Okay. And so, but it, you, it made him think twice about that treatment towards me. But regardless, that definitely wasn't a healthy cycle to be on. That definitely wasn't a healthy relationship. And who wants to be in a relationship like that where it's like back and forth and in order to get a degree of respect, you have to treat the person the way that they're treating you. That's so unhealthy. But yeah, I just simply said that just to say that that's one of the ways it manifested in my life. And so hence, I just had a tough time um, fostering healthy relationships, even friendships. And the self-doubt was also a major factor in my life because because of the feelings of low self-worth and not feeling good enough. I, there were so many things I wanted to do in life, but because I didn't feel good enough to do, I didn't take those leaps of faith. I didn't take those chances on, on myself. Now I do, 
But back then I didn't. I would talk myself out of something. Even when I met a genuinely nice guy that was completely opposite from any guy I had been with or or had the the cycle, the pattern of being with, and I knew he would be good for me, there was this self-doubt like, no, I would just mess him up. I got too many problems. I got too many issues. He's too nice. I'm not even going to do him like that. He's better off being with someone else. And when you have low self-worth and you have self-doubt, it will keep you in a place where you are missing out on so many opportunities to have the love you seek, to have the treatment that you're worth having, to have the respect that you deserve. It will have you missing out on those opportunities because your mindset is emotionally stagnant. You know, you it's it's planted all these emotional, what I call emotional imposters, which are these lies that we tell ourselves, but we believe. And it's at the foundation of what we do and our decisions because we don't believe we're good enough. We don't believe we're worth more. We don't believe we're deserving when those are all lies. Okay, you absolutely deserve to be treated well. You absolutely deserve to be loved genuinely, purely, pure type of love. All right, you absolutely deserve to be valued. You are absolutely worthy. Okay. And so the next way it manifested in myself is I had a lack of self-love, which I mean, it's not uncommon. All those things follow. If you have low self-worth, if you have little respect for yourself, if you doubt yourself, if you don't value yourself, if you feel like you're not good enough, then yeah, it's it's all stems under a lack of self-love. And so hence, you that manifests itself in, in other ways in your life. And then the next way it manifested itself in my life is because once I walked away from the people who weren't serving me well, who was imposing more pain onto me when I ended those relationships, when I ended those friendships, and a lot of them I didn't even have to end. God stripped it. He removed it, okay? And that's the awesome thing. When God truly has a purpose over your life, when God, when he's like, uh-uh, it's enough of this, I I got to get you to how I see you. So see, since I see that you're having a difficult time removing yourself out of this environment, removing yourself from these people, I'm going to help you out. And I, I believe that because he gets it. Sometimes we be so down and so emotionally wounded. We don't know what step to take, which direction to go. We are just done. We just feel like... What's next, you know? And I I I say that because I saw that that in my life. Like I had gotten to the point where I was so down and out. 
I was I was really emotionally lifeless. And that's when I guess at that point you're kind of yielded, you know, because at that point you're not even trying to do anything, trying to make any effort anymore. It's like I'm just done. And he came into my life and he removed people out of my life and once he started removing people out of my life and then I made the decision to remove myself out of that very dysfunctional marriage I was in and I started to um, feel better. But then what happened was it manifested in me not trusting. I had a lack of trust towards people. I developed a very um, survival mode type of attitude, which what I mean by this, I had put up this barrier, this wall. So I didn't let people get close to me. I felt like everybody had an ulterior motive. They had an agenda. And I looked at people like that. Even some people that genuinely try to befriend me, I would be very standoffish and be looking at them like thinking to myself, what do you want? Why are you talking to me? And I am not the one. Okay, because I had gotten to that point where I I'm not going to allow nobody else to mistreat me, to hurt me, all of that. But that's not healthy either, because, again, then that keeps you from having experiences that can bring you a measure of happiness, of peace, of joy, of fulfillment, of love, you know. And so thankfully, I started my healing journey once I realized Okay, Patrice, you're, you know, yes, it's good to protect yourself. Yes, it's good to be guarded to a degree, but you're now you're allowing this pain to control everything about your life and, you know, how you view life and how you view people. And that's not healthy because then your view on life and people, the decisions you make is all stemmed from a place of pain, from a place of hurt. And that's not good, you know, and that's why it's so important to heal because that way everything you do is it stem from a place um, of love, stem from a place of goodness. And that's why I truly believe healing is thriving. Okay. All right. So four things that I learned in my healing journey is it's not my mother's responsibility to heal me. And it's just like, it's not your guys's mother's responsibility to heal you. And the reason why I say this is because our mothers are transferring their pain onto us. It's not our responsibility to heal our mothers. It's not their mother's responsibility to heal them. And so hence, if they were to, they're accountable now for their lives. We're accountable now for our lives. Um, it would be different if we were still living in that household, they were still raising us, but no, we're grown now and we are accountable for the, the outcome of our life, for the quality of our life, just like our mothers are. And we got to do our own personal work to heal. It's yes, what happened to us is very much real, is very much valid, but it does not define who we are. It does not define what our life 
will be or should be now. It doesn't define that. It is up to us to put in the work to heal and to learn the tools and the skills to improve the quality of our life so we can experience immeasurable happiness, immeasurable peace. All right. Okay. Um, The second thing I learned on my healing journey was that in order for me to begin thriving, I had to shift my victim mindset to a survival survivor uh, mindset and not the survivor survivor mindset I was speaking of earlier by putting up this wall. No, the type of survivor mindset of I'm a conqueror. I, I made it through the, through this. I have healed through this. I am thriving. I am better. My heart posture is in the right place now because it's coming from a place of love. It's coming from a place of joy, a place of happiness, a place of peace. And this is what I want to pour out to other people. This is what I want to pour out in my life, in, in, in my relationships with people. This is what I want to pour out. And so I had to get out of this woe on me rut and feeling like I had to have my mom's acknowledgement and apology for me to move forward and heal. No, 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 no. Some of us will never get an apology. Some of us will never get acknowledgement. We just won't. And I know tons of people that never got the acknowledgement or the apology that they absolutely deserved, but they are thriving. And it's because they said, Hey, I am not going to allow this lack of acknowledgement, this lack, this lack of apology, you know, not having this apology, keep me in stagnation. Okay. That's fine. They don't want to acknowledge what they did that hurt me. They don't want to take accountability for what they did. They don't want to address it. They don't want to make amends for it. Okay. That that falls onto the offender. And that's something that they will have to deal with, okay? And nobody gets away with anything. They don't. They really don't. But that is telling of who they are. That's very telling of their heart posture. That doesn't define you. So yeah, thrive. So these people I know, they put in the work and they were like, no, I wasn't going to let this keep me from pursuing the things that I wanted to pursue. I wasn't going to keep this from my, from happiness. I wasn't going to keep this from finding the love of my life or from allowing this person into my life to love me, to give me the love that I absolutely, absolutely know I deserve. So we have to change our mindset. We cannot keep feeling like it's our mother's responsibility to acknowledge, address, and, and to heal us. It's not their responsibility. Now, would those things be nice? Absolutely. Okay. But again, we may never get that. So now, is it going to keep you from moving forward? 
from starting to heal so you can thrive, from changing your mindset to, you know what, I, I'm going to keep pressing forward. There's more for me. I can't keep staying here stuck on this. I got to thrive. I, I, there's so much for me out here waiting for me that can be a blessing to me, that can be a help to me, that can bring me so much love, love that I've been seeking, you know? And a lot of times I've met, I have some acquaintances and some friends that have found um, in other ways the love that they were lacking um, through other people and other things. And I, I can relate to that. I have as well. My daughter gives me the love that I always wanted. All right, so let's keep it pushing. All right. The third thing I learned on this healing journey from the mother wound is people can only understand what they are ready for and you can't expect more out of people that they're not willing to give to you. You can't, all right? If someone's heart posture isn't right, if they're not open um, or receptive to truly hearing you, hearing your your thoughts, feelings, and emotions to gain an understanding of why you feel the way you feel and how they played a role in you feeling the way that you feel, you're going to get nowhere. It's And that's how those <clears throat> initial confrontations escalate to an argument. And then you leave more hurt, more exhausted mentally and emotionally, and just more wounded. You know, and so it's about coming to grips with this person just can't can't give it to me. They're just unwilling to give it to me. And is that hurtful? Yes, it is. Is that unfair? It absolutely is. Okay. But still, don't let it stop you from thriving. All right. Okay, and the last thing that I learned on my healing journey from this mother wound is to give myself what I needed and not depend on others, not even my own mom to give it to me because the things that I lacked, as I mentioned before, and it wasn't just my mom, um, even the things that I lacked out of my father, even the things that, you know, all the things that I lacked, I was trying to seek it out of other people. And hence, that's how I ended up on this very toxic, unhealthy, and dysfunctional cycle of bad relationships, bad decisions. And oh my gosh, just, mm. you know, that's how I ended up in all of that. Because as I mentioned before, I thought that the love that I was missing, that I was seeking, that I was longing for, that I could only get out of a man, out of a relationship. And I realized no. And God so lovingly taught me that, taught me how not only that I could give myself that love, but how to give myself that love. And it was all through me doing the inner work, um, reading tons of books, watching tons of YouTube videos, uh, different speakers that speak on various topics, 
and even listening to podcasts, doing lots of journaling so I can I could go back and read to see if there was a pattern and then understand what was going on with me. Like I did a lot of inner work, okay, you guys? And then I was realizing, oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I got to change my view of self. And again, that's nobody else's responsibility. That's mine. That is all me. So I had to ask myself questions like, Patrice, what are some good qualities about yourself? What do you feel like love is? I didn't even have an understanding of a true, a true healthy understanding of what love is. And so I had to ask these very difficult questions because healing is unpainful, okay? But it does get better. But I had to ask myself a lot of these very painful questions because it required me to be honest and to be vulnerable. And that was the only way I was going to get better. And I did. I had an unhealthy view of what love is. So then I had to dig and research what is healthy love. So that way I knew what to look for and I knew how to display that in my own behavior, my own actions, and to change my mindset in regards to myself and in regards to just love overall. And it, yeah, I, I just had to put in the work and I had to um, ask myself, even this, I had to ask myself, what do you want for yourself? How would you like to see yourself? What type of woman do you want to be? What type of qualities do you want to have? What do you feel like you need so you can thrive? What unhealthy patterns do you do you have? Why do you have these unhealthy patterns? Why do you have these unhealthy view of yourself? I had to start dissecting myself, okay? That's what I did. And once I started dissecting myself, my inner self, I was able to pinpoint what the real issues were and then do the research and the work to change the narrative, to heal those things, okay? And so I could come out as a better person and... um come out whole and healthy, you know, just come out better. All right. Okay. So we're going to end here. I hope that this has helped you guys and I hope it is helping you guys. All right. And again, for those of you that are part of the group coaching program, I will be in touch with you through email. And for those of you that would like to join in, please do so. Um, all you have to do is, is um, purchase the Mother Wound, Unpacking the Mother Wound workbook, which is the first part. And the purchase of it covers all the additional parts to come, okay? And there are some additional parts that are, that are getting ready to, to come out. And when you purchase the workbook, just sign up for the email and that's how how I'll know that you're signing up for the group coaching uh, sessions and that's also how I'll know where to send you the additional workbooks to follow all right but I I encourage you to join in because it it was good and I'm excited about this because 
I, I just, I really feel good about this. I, I, um, cause we had, we had some breakthroughs and that's, that's all I could want. You know, it's just, I just want people to have an experience what I have and experienced on my healing journey, because I know, I know the type of happiness and inner peace you can have. I know the type of change you can see in your life and see within yourself. Okay. All right. So let me not get choked up here. Okay. You guys. So, um, and to also please, um, uh, also please support my channel. I know you, I get, I kind of get uncomfortable asking that, but you know, in, um, it's, it's good to do so. So please like, share, pass it on to someone, subscribe to my platforms. I really appreciate the support. Okay. All right. So until next time, you guys make it a great week. And as always, always, always love on yourself. All right. Love on you.